0: We're back, <laughs> yes, it's uh, I've got two buttons on my stream deck. One of them says the scoop, the other one says a scoop but underneath. The other one says intro, and I didn't press the one that said intro, which obviously runs the titles. Instead, I decided to press a completely different button. So, I do apologize. We're back. <laughs> this is obviously the first time we've gone live. We, have, we, don't, we don't mess up on this show, we genuinely don't. Uh, but welcome, it's Monday, the 20th of June. Yes, it's June still. It's definitely June. Um, I hope that we've had a fantastic weekend. It's been Father's Day. It was my first one yesterday. Yay! Um, Yeah, it was good. It had a good day out. went to golf, went to mini golf, went to go and get some slim chickens. It was all... A very good day out altogether. Um, you guys definitely didn't see anything in the chat beforehand, so I appreciate you never. none of you is ever mentioning it. Um, <laughs> Doctors in here saying, let's go. Nice and early. is in here uh, with the exclamation mark time. Plum Rico says, all right, lads. Uh, Ads is here as well. Uh, Plum Rico says, no is the answer uh, because obviously I brought the wrong screen up too soon. So no, Graham's not here at the moment. He's still suffering with COVID. He might be back on Wednesday. Um, in terms of being back on the scoop, he may be back in the evening to do some um, PUBG stuff, but that's not been confirmed just yet. It's still a TBC. Obviously, we do wish him well um, and get better soon. Um, JNK says, morning, baby. The loot drop was claimed. No draw today. I know it was claimed within about an hour or so after we did it. And finally, after the fourth time, someone decided that they actually wanted the prize um, rather than some... the steel platter as well. Actually, can't... No, Was it steel platter? someone actually came into the discord to claim their pri- to 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 come into the loot drop to claim the prize but never actually claimed it they genuinely went to uh, who was it i can't remember who it was i have to scroll all the way back up it was Uh, The spot hunter and Graham actually tagged them to say is this you in the loot drop and they did not say yes or no So it just got rolled over again It baffles me that we genuinely couldn't give a copy away of Mario Strikers But here we are fourth time lucky someone's actually been able to pick it up. Um, So fantastic. Congratulations to I can't remember it was Who was it? I'm trying to it was was it quick? someone called quick yes quick 1177 i'm not that familiar with them it must be someone who plays pubg with all the rest of the guys so it's not someone that i'm t- particularly familiar with so i appreciate them joining the discord within about an hour and claiming their prize fantastic um you've obviously won a copy of mario strikers or a game of your choice you did say that you wanted mario strikers so i'm fairly certain we'll get that over to you at some point soon as well so we very much appreciate your support guys over the last couple of months well obviously since the channel was it was it was birthed you guys have come in clutch um we've We've got over 123 subscribers at this moment in time, which is the most by far and long that this channel has and probably will ever receive again. So we very much appreciate everyone, every single one of us that came by over the Subathon last week. I think Graham is still recovering. Um He really is milking his time off, isn't he? Um, I mean, to be fair, he's got COVID and he is dying with it. He sent me a disgusting picture the other day. It wasn't of his face. I'm not going to tell you what it was either because it was genuinely horrific. Um but yeah, it's, it's not. it's got him good again, put it that way, it's got him good again. It's his second time having it, so you think after the first time it might not be as bad. No, nope, it's equally It's equally as bad. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this is The Scoop, the UK's video. Uh, I'm going to take a quick sip of my brew because I've been drinking tea this morning, and I don't know whether or not you guys know this or you've experienced it, but tea tends to dry my mouth out more than coffee does. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's just a little bit more bitter, but it just genuinely really does. And um, so I'm probably going to be sipping that all the way through. So I do apologize for absolutely nothing. i got to stay hydrated. And well, this is a Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast, even if we do say so ourselves. We go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. ish. It's half past 11 now. Uh, if if my calculations are correct, we went live at quarter past 11. Not the earliest, not the latest we've ever been. It's just, it's just there or thereabouts. It's 10-ish, in my opinion. Anything before 12 o'clock is 10-ish. Um, so that's exactly how we're claiming that one today. Um, and so we go live each and every single weekday. You can find us on all of our podcast services, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud as well. as all of our on-demand services, including YouTube and Twitch after the stream has finished. Not only that, we do the show live. So if you want to hear your thoughts and opinions being said back to you or we want to talk about your thoughts and opinions and then you want to give your thoughts and opinions and our thoughts and opinions that's exactly what the show is about we give you the news you talk about the news with us we go through we dissect it we tear it down we come to our own conclusions sometimes we may agree sometimes we may may disagree that's just exactly what the show is all about no one is ever particularly right unless you are talking about certain topics and then obviously they have to get in the bin um i uh, haven't had it yet so i can't say how bad it feels i did have it I did have it, I think it was before Christmas um, and I worked from home for like, I had it for, it wasn't before Christmas, it wasn't even that long ago, it was maybe two months ago and I genuinely had it for two weeks, I tested positive for 13 days in a row which must be an absolute world record, obviously I can't go into the office uh, when you're testing that so I I had to work from home but it didn't get me bad at all, like I was absolutely fine, I had a headache for like the first two days but I wasn't snotty, I wasn't, I could do I didn't feel bad at all obviously I just stayed in the house and did nothing else but no I, I've, I felt fine um, Plum Rico says ish um, but as it is only a dollop we're going to try and keep the show limited to about 40 minutes or so um, so we are going to fly through the news today it's literally just here's the news let's talk about it here's the news let's talk about it here's the news let's talk about it there's no discussion between two people on this podcast it's just me no one wants to listen to me waffle on for 40 minutes I don't even want to speak for 40 minutes because I'm bored of my own voice Already, um but I suppose we better get into the first news story then. If that's the case, in it, in it, in it. Let's go. Written on Euro game Sorry, it's a quick swing and brew, Then, if you didn't already realise. <laughs> written on the Eurogamer by Matt Wales. He states that the Quarry reportedly started life as a signature Stadia title before Google downsized its gaming operation, as the sci-fi comedy High on Life. Uh, Earlier this month, developer Supermassive released its uh, sumptuous slasher horror, The Quarry, on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, in collaboration with publisher 2K Games. But a new report has claimed that the game was originally in development as a signature title for Stadia before Google made its own decision to downsize its gaming operation and sent the project elsewhere. Stadia, of course, launched to much fanfare in 2019 as part of Google's promise to early adopters was that the service would bring its own console-like exclusive from both first and third parties. To that end, Google established its own internal game development studio and signed deals with external developers, including Supermassive, as announced in 2020. Those plans, however, changed dramatically after just 14 months uh, as Stadia's high-profile arrival with Google announcing a major rethink of all its cloud streaming strategy following a less and Stellar Launch, which included the cancellation of internal game development as it began prioritising and selling tech to third parties. According to a new report of Axios, two external games in development for Stadia that were affected by Google's strategic U-turn were Supermassive's Quarry and uh, Squanch Games' upcoming sci-fi shooter, High on Life, both of which were originally envisaged as signature titles for Stadia, intended to draw players to uh, 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 Belugra... Jesus Christ... Beleaguered service. Jesus, we'll get there eventually. Request for comments by Axios didn't shed much additional light on the journey, but both titles have since taken their severance from Stadia, but nothing, if else, is an intriguing glimpse into Google's original ambitions for the service, giving some indication of what might have been if Stadia hadn't so dramatically fumbled its launch. So, ladies and gentlemen, it looked like The Quarry and another game called High on Life were going to be the leading platform exclusives for obviously Google Stadia when it came out and games like this I love games like this games like Until Dawn or any any of these um what's the other one Man of Medan uh, Man of Medan uh, these types of games where it's literally storylined. it's 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 a film, an interactive film, essentially. It very much, I'd say, very much like the Telltale games, um, similar ilk, but not quite as fancy. Obviously, they're based off of, uh, based off of comic books. Um, but a lot on uh, un- Heavy Rain. That's the one I was thinking of. Heavy Rain. Um, so games like those, absolutely love them. So, are they niche? I, I think so. I think so. I don't think they are market-leading games are they not definitely not platform-defining games so it's difficult to say of how well this would have done is this a type of game that would sell consoles no i don't think it is there was a deal many 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 months ago probably over 18 months ago now where if you bought a google stadia or the cyberpunk edition of it you genuinely got google stadia for free so if you spent 50 pound on buying cyberpunk from google stadia you got the controller and the Chromecast and the power pack and the Ethernet port or whatever it was, all with that with that fifty pounds, and I still think Google stated it was seventy pounds to buy on its own now, so that just shows you how much they needed to try and flog these consoles to potentially get you in to the um into the ecosystem uh, for you to be able to buy games from their store, um to be able to I don't know keep. Uh, Subscribe and then not turn it off, basically. So you're just basically paying for something that's just running in the background. You kind of forget about it, and they're just taking eight pound a month from you for the foreseeable. That's the kind of thing that they obviously wanted people to be able to do. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out that way, um which is a shame for them because, in principle, in principle, what they're doing now is what other companies around them are doing a hell of a lot better. This is the same conversation that we had with Xbox way back when they had the always-on system. The always-on system would work, and it is working right right this very time. We complain that PlayStation doesn't seem to download your games in the background. I would fucking love to have my games being downloaded in the background if there's an update and having the patches installed. So when I do come to play my console, I don't have to sit there and wait for the patches to be installed or for the rest of the game to be downloaded. It annoys me. Whereas... 10 years ago, that obviously wasn't the case. People didn't have these super fast internets uh, for you to be able to download stuff in in the background. Like the Xbox 360 still had that function where they had a download in the background, but I, I, I don't think it worked very well. I don't think it was very practical. It definitely still doesn't work on your PlayStation 4 or your PlayStation 5. Otherwise, even though it's the box is ticked, my console doesn't seem to do it. It does it on my Series S, And that's something that I will give them props for because every time I want to boot up that console, the games are ready for me to be able to play because they seem to be downloading in the background. PlayStation 5, however, doesn't seem to be the case. But is the quarry or high on life going to be the two games that would have potentially brought Google Stadia back into the forefront of people's minds? And unfortunately, I don't think so. I feel like there is many other different variations of this out there that just work so much better. Like, having good uh, having xbox game pass or xcloud on your mobile phone with a razer Key controller or something like that works so much better than the, the google stadia would the games that are on offer at this moment in time on google stadia aren't too diff- dissimilar from whatever what's available on other platforms for a hell of a lot cheaper like they're still playing premium prices for stuff that's on google stadia i do still want St- stadia to succeed i don't want any video gaming platform to to, to disband we've we seem to have more coming back into into the fold again now after it only really being nintendo xbox and playstation there is other there is other companies trying to get into this space now and i want everyone to be able to thrive because games for everyone everywhere is obviously what i end up saying all of the time whether or not you're playing with a controller on your laptop um, via something on Steam, or you're playing a Google Stadia game on your laptop or your mobile phone, or on your LG or Samsung TV, like Game Pass. I've start, I've signed an exclusive deal with Samsung to have Game Pass on their on their TV on your TV if you do have a compatible TV, which is revolutionary, being able to play your Xbox Game Pass games on your TV. At any given time, without having to buy a two hundred, at least a two hundred and fifty pound console, clearly you're going to have to buy an Xbox controller, um, which will probably cost you between thirty five and fifty five pounds, depending on where you get them from, uh, whether or not you buy a second hand one or whatnot refurbished one so there is still going to be some buy-in but it's not going to be 250 pounds which the difference is significant for a lot of people you will have to have your uh, xbox uh, i'm sure you have to have ultimate which i think is about 11 12 pound a month um so there is still some buy-in there's still some small hurdles but again it's not 250 pound so barrier of entry has been significantly reduced do I still think The Quarry would have been the, the leading game for Google Stadia? I genuinely don't. I feel like they needed something completely different. If Cyberpunk didn't work for them, then I don't think The Quarry would. I do think the, the the Quarry and these supermassive games are quite niche in terms of they are fantastic and people do love them. Obviously, they sell them quite well, but compared to other games out there, like if they had, for instance, and this has never happened, by the way, um because it would just fail instantly but if a new Modern Warfare was to only come out on Stadia for six months first I Google Stadia's would fly off the shelf genuinely they would fly off the shelf but it would also be suicide for Modern War uh, for Call of Duty because if it doesn't then it falls on its ass, and they will probably, people will just wait the six months to be able to pick it up on your, your home console instead so just using that as an example, Devil's Advocate Roll the Dice, you know the vibes um Right, let's go through the let's go through the chat then. Ad says point and click shite. Uh, Fatman Dave says out The two us, Gray, usually shakes off viruses fairly quickly, so the fact that he's dragging on means he must uh, have a resisted version of COVID. Um, Google Stadia Pro confirmed, 2023. Gagad says, good morning, baby. Good morning, sir. Uh, JMK says, Stadia is a good concept, but it wasn't worked correctly. Looking forward to seeing how PlayStation Plus works with the cloud streaming next week. Plum Rico says, xCloud Dongle Pack will be out soon-ish. xCloud works so much better now than it used to. I absolutely agree. Now I've got decent internet in my house where I'm getting like 260 down and like 85 up. Being able to play xCloud on my mobile phone around the house is just a completely different, completely different kettle of fish than it was three or four weeks ago when I was only getting like 60 around the house. Like it just, it just works flawlessly now. It's as if I am playing my Xbox Game Pass games on my console but on my mobile phone and that's all I've ever wanted. That's all I've ever wanted um, and now I've got the opportunity to be able to do that. I do think Google Stadia still has the opportunity to be able to claw itself back. Our original concept of this when it first came out was this is going to be revolutionary. And then we found out that they had the wrong people, that they had literally just had business people in where they're making video games about, uh, sorry, sorry, decisions about how video games should be distributed. Which isn't what well, it wasn't their strong point. We, we we found that out after people started leaving because they couldn't do the job that they were being asked to do, or the job that they had been put, or the job that they'd been put into into a position by somebody else who thought they could potentially do the job, or they just put them there because they had nowhere else for them to be able to go. And then it was just the wrong people at the wrong time trying to sell a product that they don't understand, which is an absolute recipe for disaster. If you're having people work in the video games industry, that's like. That's like me talking about fishing. Do you know what I mean? That's like me going, me being put into a fishing shop. Somebody coming in and talking to me about bait. Stick a worm on the end of it, lads. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a bit of bread. I don't fucking know. It's just people making decisions that they have genuinely no idea about. They might they might have been trying. I'm not going to say that they just sat back and just watched this fail. They probably was learning on the job. But in an industry that moves at a turning pace like that, it's just... Everything is 100% all the time. So many moving gears, and they're probably not used to that, and it's just swallowed them up and spat them out, and it's unfortunate. Um, and the fact that they had to get rid of their own studios within 12 to 18 months is a disaster, but it's one that potentially could have been avoided if they had the right people in the right place, and the people who were making the decisions at the very top had any idea how all of this works. That would have been fantastic, because Xbox just gone, okay, look at what they're doing over there. They've got the right ideas. They've got the infrastructure there. They've just made a massive balls up of it somewhere. And what we're going to do, we're going to emulate that. And we're going to remove all of those mistakes in the middle. And we're going to get to here where we're going to be making money hand over fist and claw all of that gap between uh, between Sony and Xbox. Because let's not forget, at one point, (laughs) PlayStation consoles were being sold about five to one against Xbox I think the gap is now down to about three to one because of the services and the software that they're pumping out with the likes of Game Pass and their customer service their memeage and their video games that have been coming out their first party stuff to a degree has clawed back a lot of that space between them and it's just unfortunate that Google Stadia is still it's still drowning in the deep end you know what I mean the rubber dinghy is starting to perish the air is starting to come out thick and fast it's just, it, it, at this moment in time, it's a case of when, not if. And it's a crying shame. And I do hope they end up clawing it back. I've got a lot of time for Stadia. I've got a lot of time for whatever they potentially may be doing. I just hope that it happens soon. Um, and Well, enough about Google Stadia, because we've talked about them for about 20 minutes now, which is, I think, the longest we've ever talked about them. Uh, but we'll move on to the next news article then. Mm hmm. This is one that's been written on pure Xbox. I'm sure this one was s- submitted by Tito. Um, so I appreciate that Tito is away this week. Obviously, why he's not in the chat? Absolute disgrace. You getting the hammer? Are t- you getting off that sh- that sword? He's been stripped from you. Uh, but we oh, yeah, having a good week, mate. Um, this has been written. By Fraser Gilbert over on Pure Xbox, saying that Xbox reveals Project Moorcroft, a new demos and services game for X Pass members. Uh, Microsoft today has unveiled what's called a Project Moorcroft, which is a games demo service that's specifically for Xbox Game Pass members. It was leaked earlier this week in a report by journalist Tom Henderson. The company said that it'll be rolling out the service within the next year, and the idea of bringing the fun to the discovery of playing new, curtured demos of upcoming games to our Xbox Game Pass menus. And this is a quote the program will be rolling out within the next year beginning with a focus on providing independent developers from around the world with more opportunities to build excitement for their games. Details are otherwise limited on Project Moorcraft for now but we know that participating developers will be compensated for getting involved and we'll also have access to the data to show their demos are performing Look out for more details on Project Moorcraft at some point over the next 12 months Liking the sound of this? Let us know in the comments section below. Now I've just realised as I was scrolling through this then that this was actually written on the 9th of June which is 11 days ago obviously around this time or uh, well obviously well before this time we actually featured articles on air about what playstation plus subscription and obviously what plum rico uh, was it plum rico no jmk mentioned in the chat about what playstation are cooking up over there with the playstation memberships with the three tier system which obviously will include demos um, and trials of games going forward so Obviously, Xbox are looking over again. They're scoping it. They're waiting for everybody to put their hands and their cards face up, and they're going, okay, so they've got some, I don't know poker. They've got some pretty good, they've got 20 over there. We're playing Blackjack now. They've got 20 over there we've got we've got a queen here. We've got a queen here. We're just looking for that ace. Do you know what I mean? We're looking for that ace. And this is me. I, I know about Blackjack. I don't know about card games in general, but we've got a good hand over here. They've got a good hand over there, but wait for them to make their mistakes, see what they're coming out with first, and then we'll go out, we'll capitalise on them. Um, we've got a Denver Barham, do you know what I mean? We're going to wait for Slippy G to slip over. This is not a football analogy for anyone who doesn't like football or doesn't know football. We're going to wait for Steven Gerrard to get on the ball. He's going to slip. Denver Barham's going to come in, steal the ball, and we're going to score. City win the league. Everyone everyone is happy. I'm interested to see what this happens because I love the fact that we're getting demos again. I was an advocate I was definitely one of the people who was keeping the likes of PlayStation and PC Gamer in business back in the day when you used to get demos of games. I just, I was obsessed with them. I I love reading video game magazines, or I loved reading them. I haven't bought one in forever, um, which I probably should do, if I'm being honest, considering that we technically almost, I mean, Graham's got a a degree in journalism. I don't, but I'd still obviously bring someone who reads the news to you today. Arguably, I'm in that little world, um, but I probably should start to read a little bit more I media. Everyone reads all their media online now, anyway, don't they? That physical media is dying. <laughs> I can't believe it, but it is dying slowly but surely. Like, magazines are kind of a thing of the past. People are reading them, not even on Kindles anymore. They're genuinely reading them on the tablets or their mobile phones or, like we do to you, we get them up on the screen and you guys don't even read them. You just listen to us talk about them while you read them along with us as we're talking about them on here. So I used to buy those magazines religiously just to be able to look at what games are coming out. Is there any screenshots in there? Because the internet was around, but not everyone, especially... If, especially where I live, the internet was a definitely a hot commodity. It was definitely something that you had to be wealthy enough to to be able to run it constantly or you'd have like an hour or two a day, if that, to be able to go on, read as much as you can, use MSN, speak to as many as your friends, arrange where you're going to be later on and then you dip because your mum wants to use the phone or something like that. These are the days that I'm talking about. I'm 31 now, so we're rolling back like 20 years. There's obviously people in here that are a little bit older than me that probably will have a little bit more of a different opinion or a different spin on things because I was a little bit older at the time. But for me, it was getting five quid off me nan or my mum or something like that, going down to Morrison's or going down to Asda or going down to the local paper shop, buying a magazine of choice that had a demo in there taking it back and playing that de- the demo of whatever was on there FIFA two, FIFA 2001 Tony Hawk's Pro Skater whatever it was we were playing those games to absolute death I remember the FIFA one well it was you only had like two teams on it I think it was England or Argentina maybe and you got 45 minutes like you played one half and the match was about three minutes long so it was a pain in the ass and you'd, you'd have to reload the match. Like Our oh, first ass done reset the game, start again. Okay. We won two 0 overall or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That that Those were the days we don't have that anymore, but I do hope that we get to a point back when maybe we're not buying the magazines anymore, but we're getting demos of games. So we're not spending like steam, have a very good policy of you being able to buy a game over there and then getting it refunded straight away. If you don't like it, that's a pretty good thing. You get two hours, maybe, um, and then you get to refund it that's pretty good but i'd much rather be able to download a demo that's a gig rather than a 50 gig game i don't like it i have to uninstall it again something along those lines it's a little sliver of a gate of the demo i understand how the mechanics work it's not for me it might be for me i'll go ahead and buy the game or or i'm just spitballing i'm just spitballing you download the demo you enjoy the demo if you don't enjoy the demo, you're probably not going to finish it or you might finish it and you don't want to pre-order it. But as an incentive for you playing the demo, you get 10% off your purchase. You can pre-order through the demo itself. Now, I don't work at Sony. I don't work at Microsoft. But I'm just saying if your first party games are on these platforms and you are giving demos for your games, it might be a little small incentive to get people to be able to try it first because, believe me, your numbers you'll be shouting about them. You'll be going, oh my God, oh my God, we've had 500,000 people in the first three hours playing our brand new God of War Ragnarok game. Oh my God, okay, here's £4, here's four pound off your, your purchase. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? I, pff, these are genuinely on the table million-dollar ideas. It's up to you whether or not you take them. It's up to you. If, you, you know, if you're looking for a company to be able to talk through your social media stuff and come up with fantastic ideas how to get your game out the door, you know where we are jelly media across all major social media platforms same just same if you want to play those games ice cream uploads you know what i mean that's the, that's the difference between them that's the difference between us uh ar15 friends? jesus christ thank you very much for your follow very much appreciate that um moving on to our next story then we've got two more left we've got a diablo one obviously and we've also got a destiny one as well i don't know if there's any more destiny players in the chat destiny is still going strong i know um but let's get into some news in fact, when Dave says, I remember the one that PC mags when I was in high school that came out with a demo disc monthly, but if you stop the disc from going on the menu screen, it just browsed the disc manually and had porno pics on it. Wow. Out of curiosity, what month was that? And what issue? Just, just for research purposes. I mean, not that you can't watch porno on anything now, but you know what I mean. Anyway, moving swiftly on, written on VGC by Andy Robinson, he states that Diablo Immortal has reportedly earned Blizzard more than $24 million dollars and the game has been out less than a month. The mobile game has been downloaded over 8 million times despite criticisms of its microtransactions. Diablo Immortal has earned Blizzard more than $24 million during its first two weeks. There you go, first two weeks. That's according to data from Market Intelligence Tool at Magic first published by Pocket Gamer which shows that the mobile title was downloaded over 8.5 million times during the same period. This reportedly makes Diablo Immortal Blizzard's second highest game earner in the mobile space behind the mobile version of its game Hearthstone. The game game itself is reportedly more popular in the US where users accounted for 43% of all revenue while South Korea provided up to 23%. Japan, Germany and Canada make up for 8%, 6% and 3% with the remaining 17% of all revenue coming from all the other markets. Despite the strong revenue from Diablo uh, sorry, despite the uh, strong revenue performance, Diablo Immortal has received mixed reception from users. Earlier this week, the the, the game's Metacritic user score dropped to 0.2 out of 10, the lowest ever on the website's history. It should be noted that Metacritic user scores do not require uh, proof of the user has even played the game before submitting a score and that other factors such as recent Activision Blizzard controversies may have had an influence. Diablo Immortal was released on the June 2nd on iOS and Android and an open beta for PC but quickly saw a negative reception for its heavy focus on microtransactions. This included a report published during the game's opening week that calculated it would cost players up to $110,000 to fully upgrade their character in the game. Shortly after launch, the game's director Wyatt Cheng claimed on Twitter that it hit the backlash for the game was based on misinformation surrounding it. So, ladies and gentlemen, despite this game having a 0.2 out of 10 score on Metacritic, they have earned $24 million during its first two weeks of availability. Now, there's a couple of ways that we can look at this. I'm just going to take a quick sip of brew before we move into this. How's about that? There we go. Um, so, this is either very, very, very easy... Diablo fans that just needed something to be able to sink their teeth back into. Um, and the only way that they can do that at this moment in time to play a new experience is obviously playing this mobile game. And they are so hardcore that they don't genuinely mind spending $30, $50 on whatever it is to be able to get to the end game, get through the end game, do all of the raids and stuff like that, which is their money. I mean, it is. <laughs> they have been given the option to be able to buy it or not to be able to buy it. That's their decision on whether or not they're able to do it. Now, obviously, if they're hiding stuff and you can't progress further into this game without spending that money, that is a pain in the ass. That is very predatory. That is basically pulling on people's heartstrings and their purse strings to be able to get them to move on and complete this game or get into a further dungeon, get more gear and stuff like that as it goes down the line. (laughs) If they're earning this amount of money, I mean it doesn't base off of how many people. Eight point five million people have downloaded this. Now, I could do some maths here. I could do some maths. I don't know how I'm going to do this because my maths is terrible. Even using a calculator, I'm still going to end. I'm going to end up managing to balls up. So twenty four million, and then we do divided by eight point five million. That's a long number. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to. Work. So. Uh, Basically, what a a workout is, an average of how much people would have had to spend. If there's 8.5 million people, how much would they have to spend to be able to get that 24 million? Someone in the chat might be able to help me out with this one, because as I'm trying to present, read stuff, and do maths at the same time, when my maths isn't that good, it's not very good. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know what the maths would be. Genuinely don't. Uh, three dollars. You see, I thought that was the case because it came up to two dollars eighty-two, but then a long recurring number after it. So they would have. So if eight point five million people spent three dollars, that's how they would get their twenty-four million dollars. I don't think that that's bad. I don't think that that's bad. It's especially if it, if that three dollars gets them another seven or eight hours worth of content. If that three dollars gets them an extra 10 minutes, then that is bullshit. That is genuinely bullshit. Yeah. Hey, Wes coming in with a sub. I it's appreciate beautiful. that, mate. It's not beautiful. I'm go- I'm doing fine, mate. I hope that you're doing well. I thought, you see, it said 2.82 and then a load of numbers afterwards and I thought, hey, that can't be $2.82, but again, maths, maths, English, science. Basically, I'm thick as shit. Um, I want to know what I'm getting from a $3. If that's the case on average per what 8.5 million people have downloaded it. What is that $3 getting me? If that's the case, are you coping all right in this heat? It's actually really cool in this room. It's got a little bit hotter because I've closed my bedroom door. Um, on my studio door, shall I say, I need to keep on saying that because I keep on saying bedroom in conversation with other people. And they, and they probably think that means Samantha stay in separate rooms. <laughs> we both have different bedrooms. And so I have to keep on calling this my studio. Um, yeah, it's it's actually quite nice. I've got my window open. I might, the window cleaner might have closed it now. because um, he was doing the windows as I was doing this podcast, so he might have closed it. So I'll open that one afterwards. But yeah, the, the fruit draft has been lovely. Uh, thoughts are with you. Gingers have rights too. We we have so we have a lot of sun cream too. Um so if if the three dollars is getting me like another three hours worth of content, a dollar an hour, I think that's absolutely I think that's absolutely fine. I mean, a lot of people are just saying, "Well, they shouldn't be paying anything," but then you shouldn't be playing the game. (laughs) Like this is a free-to-play game, and you pay—you're probably getting like 40 hours worth of content for free. They need to make the money back somewhere. The the logic tells you that if they have 300 people working on this game and it's cost them millions and millions and millions of dollars—say, 400 million dollars—to make this game, they're not just going to do that for free. So, logic tells you somewhere that they will be making their money back through something. It just needs to try and find a way of dollar to fun to output to content – it's quite it's quite a stretch, let's be honest, it's quite difficult to be able to, which is why I think I still think Fortnite is the only company out there at this moment in time that I've managed to nail it because the core gameplay itself never changes apart from when they change the narrative themselves. They just give you stuff to be able to buy to use in the game that doesn't really give you an advantage. The only advantage that I can ever see is hitbox sizes depending on who you who your skin is. Um, but logic tells you that not, <laughs> something is free for a reason. They're not just going to let you play this game for free for 400 hours. It's not going to happen. Like, I understand that you've played it, that a lot of people have played Diablo games across the board before and they've pay, paid their £50 pound, and they've got 400 hours out of it. But you've paid your £50, pound. you've technically got you 70 80 hours out of this game without putting a, a single penny into it. So if I'm pay, if I'm paying $3, I hope to god that I'm getting some decent content out of that. If the $3 is literally just for a shitty little drop for a new sword that I can't even use because it it's weaker than my last one, then that shit I don't like that. That's predatory. Get that fucking out of the game. But if they have a battle pass if they have dlc if they have some kind of expansion if they have extra story modes if they have raids that i'm paying for so i'm going further on into the game understand that i will pay happily payment i would pay 20 pound for an extra 20 30 hours worth of the game if i'm enjoying it that much and i'm a hardcore diablo fan now obviously not everyone is going to agree with me on this not everyone is going to agree. And I absolutely understand that you won't because why would you? People play their games differently. If people would much rather nowadays pay their £45 and have £45 worth of content on that game... Just because the game's worth 40 or 50 pounds doesn't necessarily mean that you should be getting 40 or 50 hours worth of content out there. Famously, Resident Evil, you're bringing it up again. Yes, of course. Famously, Resident Evil, you pay 50 pounds, you're probably getting 10 hours worth of content out of it. But it's the 10 hours that you will thoroughly enjoy. So that, that for me, is worth every single penny. With games like this, dungeon crawlers, RPGs, whichever one you want to call them, uh, MMOs, you're looking at end game stuff. You're looking at stuff that... You are grinding towards to be able to move on to the next thing, i.e. dungeons, i.e. raids, i.e. side missions, separate dungeons, whatever that may be. Whatever that may be, depending on the game that you're playing, that's what you're looking for at the end of it. And we just need to try and find a balance in between there, where if you are playing a free-to-play game, that whatever you're going to be paying for the end game, it needs to be realistic and it needs to, one, make sure that uh, Diablo Immortal stays alive if you're enjoying it that much and you're playing it for 400 hours I'm fairly certain that you're gonna have a good time I'm fairly certain that you've had a good time but you just need but you want to play it more but you need to pay for more that's that's the balance that I think a lot of people end up struggling with with free to play games because as soon as they get to a certain amount or they get to a certain area, and then they get this thing up on the screen saying, okay, to progress, you need to pay £5 and we'll give you an extra 30 hours worth of content. And people go, whoa, whoa. I've played this game for 50 hours for free. I've downloaded it. And now I have to pay to play the rest of it. I have to pay to complete the game. Come on. Come on. Let's be realistic here. I know, I know You people want everything for free. If I could ride the train to work for free every single day and not have to put £75, £80, pounds, it's nearly £2 pound a fucking litre for diesel at this moment in time, I'm literally going to have to start using my credit card for petrol. Um, if, if if, I could ride the train to work for free and it went outside work and I'd never have to pay for transport again, I will be a very wealthy man. I can buy more games, but I can't, I don't, I won't. It just doesn't exist. Things that we want for free, we genuinely can't. And eventually, we have to pay for stuff. It's as simple as that. I want as much food as possible. I eat a lot of food. If that was free, I'd be probably even fatter. I'd be a lot happier. And yeah, I'd have a lot more money. But we can't. It's just what it is. It's just what it is. We have to pay the piper somewhere down the line. And if this game's cost money to make, eventually, the bottom line is going to come down to us, guys. It's just that we need to try and find the balance between Content versus pounds versus enjoyment or dollars, depending on where you are in the world. Um, it needs to be of a nice little concise package. And if the in, it wouldn't surprise me in the future if the bundles get priced with the amount of time it would take to be able to complete. I use How to Beat a lot. If, I, if there's a new game that's coming out and I think it might pique my interest, if I log in and it says that it takes 40 hours, I think maybe not this week. Maybe not this week. I'll save that for when I'm off, like next week. I'll save that for when I'm off. But if a game's 10 hours, buzzing, two hours a night, get it done in a week. Let's, let's, let's go. I'm happy with that. Um, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if in the future we get games that tell you how long it will take to be able to complete. And that's part of their marketing strategy. Because people have short attention spans now. Including myself, I've had a short attention span for the longest time. Very good patience, very good keeping my temper under wraps, but patient, uh, but uh, attention span, I nearly forgot what I was talking about then, that just shows attention span, not the best. And I think you all guys know that because I flip-flop between games, left, right and centre. So if there's a game that's coming out that's got 10 hours written all over it, it's a baby game, I'm probably going to finish that before something that takes me 40, 50 hours. That's just the way it is. I don't have much time anymore. I don't have much time not to live. I just mean in my day-to-day life. Um... So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me in the future we get marketing campaigns of this will take you 40 minutes, uh, this will take you 40 hours, this will take you two hours, do you know what I mean? Just what it is. Um, but we've got one more news story left. It's a Destiny one. We're probably going to fly through this one because I've been waffling for far too long and I've got dry shit mouth with a little bit of my brew left. So I'll change the screens and we'll get into this last one. Destiny 2 Cheatmaker and Bungie agree on $13.5 million settlement. Bungie wins against one Cheatmaker, but there are plenty of others to bring down. Bungie's war on Destiny 2 Cheatmakers has finally seen some success as one of the accused has finally admitted to wrongdoing and settled for $13.5 million. Cheatmaker Elite Boss Tech sold Destiny 2 cheats on its website when it came to Bungie's notice. A lawsuit followed soon after thus began a developer's legal crusade against the cheat seller. Now it seems that the seller has admitted to its wrongdoings and agreed a massive settlement. According to Torrent Freak, Robert James Duffy Nelson, the owner of Elite Boss Tech and others have involved and admitted to the charges against them. They also admitted that they willfully circumvented Disney- Destiny 2's technological measures and um, were in direct violation of the DMCA's anti-circumvention provisions. Additionally, they also admitted that the cheats provided a graphical overlay which was directly integrated into Destiny's 2 copyright code. This created unlicensed derivative work, which was also a violation of the mentioned in lawsuit. Uh, the case revealed that the cheat software for Destiny 2 was downloaded 6,765 times. Considering each download was considered a separate individual violation of the anti-circumvention provisions, the cheat maker was charged $2,000 per violation, which comes to $13.53 million. This is a great victory for Bungie, considering a court recently dismissed its claims against one of the previous hack providers, aim junkies owned by phoenix digital group while there is still work to be done on that front this win just bolsters the developers position against cheat makers bungie has also teamed up with developers riot and ubisoft to fight against cheat software developers bungie has incorporated battle eye and anti-cheat into destiny's two to hack hackers uh, ruining this game's experience for everyone while that may have been fairly successful since the pvp modes hacker reports have reduced and there's also hack makers to be brought down elite boss tech also agreed to refrain from infringing on bungie's copyright material ever again. Hopefully, there will be similar results in a legal battle against cheap manufacturers as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, $13.53 million in lawsuits have been brought against cheat, cheat sellers. I was going to say cheat checking sellers, but that doesn't make sense. Against people who create and then sell their cheats to their customers now they've been they've been fined 2 million dollars per customer and i would love to know how much it costs to buy a cheat from this company because i can tell you now it will not be 2000 pounds so <laughs> they will never be able to pay this money back unless they have cheats for thousands of other games and they have thousands of other com- uh, have thousands of other uh, customers out there for these different games they will never be able to get that money back. Bungie will probably get a small slice of that, but it will be probably bankrupt the company that created the cheats, which isn't horrific by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but $13.5 million in lawsuits being brought against your company because you've created cheats. Wow. I mean, this is just one small step. We've seen this, and it's mentioned it in the article as well. There is other cheat makers out there for this game that they have managed to track down, but they've not managed to get them into court yet or get this signed off because there is some loophole somewhere that they're still managing to jump through. Pain in the ass, we all know. But still, this is outrageous that they've managed to get that amount of money. And the price is so high as well. Like These cheats might cost someone 20 quid off eBay or something like that. It may cost them £30 from directly from the website. The fact that they've been fined $2,000 per customer is outstanding, to be fair. I love that they've come to that conclusion. I'm just interested to see how they're going to think that they're going to be able to recoup this money back. I don't think they'll be able to get it all back. Uh, Jenkins in the chat. Morning, Shagger. How are you doing, pal? jmk says damn that's a lot of money uh, Yeah, absolutely is i uh, need to also stop controller cheats i mean cheats in games will always be the case whether or not it's a direct cheat or someone using a meta build of a particular gun or someone doing short corners or something like a oh, kickoff glitch you know what i mean all of these meta glitches in there as well but someone specifically making cheats like aim hacks or wall hacks or map morphing, or being able to transport from one side of the map to the other, or always using some kind of stealth so they can't see, oh, hey, you come in, you've got some kind of Harry Potter cloak on. Um, do you know what I mean? So these are completely different from using metas or glitches or something that is known to enhance your game, but without breaking the law. Um, but these guys have literally just broken the law and ruined the game for everybody else so fuck these guys um they're not going to be able to get all of the uh, customers number i would love it if they managed to find the ip addresses of all the people who have been using the cheats and been able to ban them from the game altogether that would also be absolutely fantastic but that will never happen that will never happened. Um, I don't think they want the money. They just want people to stop bringing in the cheats. I absolutely agree. But then why put the money matter? Obviously, they put the money on there to try and stop people from doing it in the first place. The bigger the money, the, the slightly bigger deterrent. But if they know full well that they're never going to get the money from them, then why does it matter? Um, a friend of mine sent me something to Jelly uh, Blackpool. He wants to know if the guys will be getting his hands on it eventually. A friend of mine sent something to Jelly Media Blackpool. He wants to know if the guys will be getting their hands on it eventually. Well, hopefully I'm back in the office tomorrow. I mean, if if worse comes to worst and my car is still in the garage tomorrow, I'm going to have to cancel all the boys' um, stuff tomorrow, like his classes and stuff, and I'll just have to bring the other car. So I will be hopefully in the office tomorrow. Graham's in the office tomorrow, I think. Uh, In fact, probably not because he's still testing positive, so it might just be me again. Um, Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's the right office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the right office. Uh, now nah, still positive. So Graham won't be in the office tomorrow. So it's looking likely that it's just going to be me. So uh, hopefully I'll get my own car back so I don't have to cancel the boys' appointments and stuff tomorrow. But if it is, it's just what it is, isn't it? Um, it's a threat to other people to create cheats and we might ruin you. Um, because it closes the business down, they have to file for bankruptcy. Well, it doesn't actually say that in this article, though. It still shows that they're going to be trading but under maybe a different name or maybe over different games. I'm not too sure. Um, Yeah, who knows? Um, It will take a while anyways. Oh, I appreciate that, mate. Thank you very much. I I can't wait to see what it is now, to be honest. Um, But thank you very much, Jenkins. Uh, Hope you feel better soon, says JMK to Graham. Um, Well, that settles it for today then. Four news articles for you guys in less than an hour. I very much appreciate every single one of you that have helped shape this show by sending us stuff over on Discord or tagging us over on our Discord social media channels. But that is it for today. Very much appreciate you all sticking by. If you want to help shape tomorrow's show, there's two ways that you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is that ice cream uploads we'll across all major social media platforms. Or alternatively, get involved with our Discord. If you're watching this in any of our on demand services, go to the description below. All the links that you require will be listed there for you. But all we need from you is a URL plus your false impressions. We will then give you our false impressions on the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow, Mr Graham Day? 10 a.m. Ish. That's what Graham sounds like. Um, So, yes, we'll be back tomorrow. Stay tuned, though, because I will be sending you over to one of our friends um, over on Twitch. I'm just going to figure out who that is because I haven't had a look who's actually live this morning. He was at Bowser's Life, and he's playing PUBG. What a surprise. Um, so we'll send you over there to him. He's playing some PUBG. Even if it's just a high and bye, just make sure you go over, say hi to him, make his morning. Um, and as always, guys, there's one thing that we want you to do, and that, my friends, is to stay frosty. <laughs>